Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Brenna Payne. And Brenna is a two-time national and North American champion. So she's an elite athlete. She's a mom. And she now today has taken a lot of the skills that she learned from her own sports psychologist. And she's put it together into this really, really cool, um, I don't know how to say program or system that she now helps coaching other moms to do the same. So I don't want to give away too much of it. That probably sounded really vague. And you're like, Christy, what is that? But I want Brenda to be able to tell us more about um, what it is that she does and how she's helping other moms. So Brenda, I just have to thank you so much for being on the show today to share with us. And I'd really like to see if you would just kind of tell us a little more about yourself, who you are, and just share your story with us, um, you know, through your time um, being an elite athlete and how you came to do what you're doing today. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on your podcast and share my story and, you know, hopefully make a connection or just, you know, some, speak to someone who needs some help or, you know, um, <clears throat> so my story, it starts when I was 11 years old. I saw in the Olympics, I saw the sport of luge on TV and I was, I, from that moment on, I knew it was something I was going to do and I wanted to do. And I was um, just, I became like obsessed with it from that moment. So I literally sought out how to find, how to make the team. And with the support of very supportive parents, we figured it out. I made the an initial team when I was 11 and then kept moving up through the ranks and was traveling and racing and competing in Europe by the age of 15, my freshman year in high school. And by 17, I made it up to the top level of um, the senior national team. I was racing in world championships and world cups. And um, like you mentioned, I was a two-time national champion and a two-time North American champion. And once I retired in 2007, I, you know, had a really successful, great career, um, but it was time to move on and start a professional career. And I got married, eventually had babies. And once I had those babies, I kind of just, you know, everyone had told me, my mom said, don't worry, it'll come naturally, you'll figure it out. And I was waiting and waiting for that to happen. I had postpartum depression and anxiety with both of my kids. And I was working full time, trying to be the professional work, you know, the work, working mom and trying to pull it all off. And Suddenly, uh, well, and then I had a second baby fairly, they're close in age, 16 months apart. And he ended up getting diagnosed with an, um, a genetic disorder and then eventually ADHD. And I found myself becoming this mom I didn't want to be. 
I was yelling, I was angry, I was constantly stressed out. And it just wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't what I had imagined upon retirement from the sport of luge, like my life turning into a couple years down the road. And one day I had this epiphany where I was like, why don't I use some of these skills that I used to use as an athlete? So goal setting and visualization and self-reflection or self-coaching, um, why don't I use that to be a, the mom I want to be? You know, and I, once I started using those things that I had used all the time as an athlete, all of a sudden things started making sense. And it was kind of that natural progression that you, you hope for right away as mom, but it, it just came years later down the road. So that's kind of how I found myself here. And then um, a fr I was speaking with a friend and telling her about the transformation I had made. And she's like, you need to put this together for other moms because you're not the only one. Like this is something other moms could use. I love that. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, what I really love is I see so many um, similarities in, like you said, what you've put together into something like that I do for my business, you know, it's like goal setting. And then I visualize where I want to be and the journaling, but I'd never, ever thought to apply that to parenting. So I'm really excited for us to kind of dive a little more into that. Um, and I can just tell you, I resonate so much with, um, you know, how you feel at for, you know, just at first, like this mothering thing isn't easy or so many times that I, um, you know, would ask myself, why am I not enjoying this? I should be enjoying this more. I should be more excited. I shouldn't feel this way, almost like, you know, dread sometimes, or just like, I didn't, you know, want to be doing this or, <laughs> It's not what you imagine it to be. And then I think another thing that, or at least like, at least for me and a lot of my clients, I see that we're, we're on social media, we're watching what people are posting, what other moms are posting and holy smokes, they, they can pull off that Pinterest recipe or project and I can't, what's wrong with me. And I think uh, just today's culture is really hard on moms. Another thing I find is that moms, we're just not honest about how difficult it is. And so when we get into the thick of it and it's really difficult, you think you're the only one. And that is not the case. It's not. I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, it kind of reminded me of a story that I feel like I need to share. Um, my husband recently has told me, I, you know, I just have this big thing where I'll kind of go on a tangent with him sometimes be like, I'm a terrible mom. I can't keep the house clean. I'm not spending enough time with my kids. My kids are on screen too much. And I just start listing off all these reasons why I'm a terrible mom. And he goes, where do you get these, you know, perceptions from? He goes, you're getting them, them from like movies you're watching where like <laughs> leave it to beaver. Yeah. June Cleaver mom. You're getting it from just the articles that you're reading online, what you're seeing on Instagram, which is all the highlight reels. So he's like, you're not having, you don't know how people are really doing it. Like everybody's house is probably messy. Like yeah, everybody's kids are watching too much, you know, screen time. Like, so it was just a really good reminder to me to like, what am I, um, well, it comes down to comparison, but where am I? It's almost like a benchmark. Like I've set this benchmark that I think I have to achieve based on all this external information that's come at me telling me this is how it should be. Instead of just tapping into like, what could it be for me? Why does it have to be what everybody's telling me it has to be? 
Exactly. That's, and I think that's so key that we see these things that we, you know, we set these expectations for ourselves. And when we don't reach them at this made up time, we literally made up, like then we feel like failures and it's, it's um, it doesn't feel good. And I'll, I'll say this as well. I think we set benchmarks for our children and um, when they're not reaching them, we've put too much pressure on them. And then we feel, of course, disappointed and sometimes triggered by our kids. You know, for example, a big one is, you know, uh, my clients say, well, my kids just don't listen to me. They won't go brush their teeth when they need to brush their teeth. And this is a problem in my house too, but this is, you know, something I've learned is that, you know, you, you put this, you say, well, by eight years, years old, my son should be able to go brush his teeth by himself. Well, the simple fact is, is he can't because otherwise he would. So now I need to change the way I look at it. And I've, so I've changed my mindset a little bit to where I, I realized he's not there yet. So I'm going to help bring him into the bathroom to brush his teeth. And so it's a, a shift in mindset. And so that you don't go through the day disappointed and frustrated all day. Oh my gosh. That's a great example. Um, I have, I don't know if I mentioned this already that I have five boys. So um, yeah. And so when you were saying two, mine are very close. Well, my last three are very close in age. They're 10 and a half months apart. And then the last one, they're 13 months apart. So oh my goodness. <laughs> You're a hero. You're a rock yes. star. <laughs> I'm just thinking of him like, I have a nine-year-old that I think he still doesn't know how to tie his shoes. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, we yes. just Velcro and slip on. <laughs> like, yes. They're not going to go away to college not knowing how to yeah. tie their shoes. It'll take a little while. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I love that message and I wish more of us. And I, I see this happening more and more moms are opening up and talking a little bit more candidly about how it is. And so I think that that's really beautiful. And I think that it's awesome that we can do that as well to open up and, you know, opposite me, there's a pile of laundry sitting on the bed that I can't even tell you how many days it's probably been there and it just keeps getting moved, you know, so we can sleep at night and then it gets moved back. Like, why don't you just go hang it already? Like, so... <laughs> I really, really love that we can have this space to just talk more about it because it's not perfect. And it's just setting up those expectations that keep us constantly striving for something that we're going to keep beating ourselves up over because we're never going to achieve that because that's just not reality. Right. Exactly. So I love that. So I want to go back to, I had talked about, you know, I kind of used your method for doing, setting goals and doing all that in my business. So do you kind of mind walking us through how, how do you use it in parenting? Yeah. So when I meet with a client, uh, one of like our first call together will be where I ask them some questions about where they visualize themselves in their child's life when their children are adults. So where, like, where do you want to be? What do you want to, like, what, what role do you want to play as a parent? And then, so when I ask them this question, it brings all things, all sorts of things forward. And so we talk about, you know, and I did, this is, I came up with this method because it's what I did for myself. And so basically I asked myself, what do I want to be? Or how do I want to, what role do I want to play when my children are adults? And what I envisioned was being someone they relied on, they asked advice for, you know, advice from me and I would give it to them and we would have, I would come over and we'd have dinner together on Sunday nights if we lived nearby and we would just be, you know, at that point in our lives, friends. 
Um, but I realized with the point in my life and what the trajectory of my parenting and my kids relationship at the time, that there was no way that I was going to reach that goal because I was the yeller. I was getting on them. I was setting these expectations. I was upset all the time. I was not the mom I had envisioned. So that's number one. So with my clients, I kind of walk them through that same step. Then we come up with something I call an outcome goal, which is like this, the big goal we all talk about. And um, a lot of the moms I work with, they want to yell less. So that would be their outcome goal. And then underneath that, we have to come up with day-to-day goals that will get you to reach that outcome goal in a matter of time. And so some of the things, um, one of the big things I do, and I, I mentioned this, was the visualization. And in the sport of luge, visualization is so important. Um, if you were up in the, at the start area before a race, you'd see all these athletes with their eyes closed and their bodies moving back and forth, and they're literally vision, envisioning themselves on the sport, on the sled, going down the track, doing every micro movement you would do on that track in their brains, you know? And so I started thinking about, okay, what if I made a recording for myself and I walked myself through my son, who's always getting up early, listening and hearing his pitter patter feet and me drinking my coffee. And, you know, what would that look like in my mind? And then, you know, he triggers me doing something like he, he, you know, whatever it is. And so I envision in this visualization recording, I, I have, I walk myself through the morning or the, through the day and actually uh, talk myself through being calm and um, speaking him to him and my daughter calmly and with empathy and things like that. So I, I create these recordings where they make sense for the parent, they're personalized for the parent. And um, so that helps them get through the day with this vision in their minds about how they are, you know, the best way to react to triggering events. So that's one of those day-to-day goals that I work on with the clients. And then another day-to-day goal I have them do is um, some self-reflection at the end of the day. Number one, I want them to point out what they did really well. I call it their wins. So I have them write down like, man, I really handled it well when my daughter refused to do her homework or whatever it might be. Or, you know, I got, we got out the door without me yelling this morning on the way to school. Uh, So I, I think so many times we don't celebrate ourselves. And I think it's so important to point out and be able to realize when you do a good job. So that's number one. And then the second part of the self-reflection is looking at what you may have not done great on today so that you can concentrate on working on that for the next day. So those are kind of like a few things that I have each of my clients do. And then I go on and personalize it from there in, in terms of goals. That's awesome. Um, oh, I love that. So what I really, I I like how you talked about the visualization and how you walk through the day. And then you mentioned trigger events. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's like you already have a solution then because you've already walked through it at the beginning of the day. Because oftentimes I know sometimes my overwhelm and frustration can come from, um, I have a child that also has uh, ADHD. And so it gets a little intense sometimes. Eddie it's also, a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie also has, um, you know, we haven't got a lot of emotional regulation yet. So it, 
can be a lot sometimes. And so, um, you know, that can be things that pop up for me during the day, feeling really overwhelmed when those situations occur or, and then I don't react in the moment how I want to. And then you're left beating yourself up after like, oh, that's not how, why did I react that way? That's not how I wanted to react. And then you are stuck in that spiral. Yeah, exactly. So like, let's say you were one of my clients, I would work you through like what happens when your son, you know, picture a moment in the day when your son doesn't have that emotional regulation that would normally have you triggered and kind of spiral out of control, right? But instead of spiraling out of control, picture yourself taking some deep breaths, getting on his level, looking at him in the eye, touch his shoulder and stay calm. And so you would like every morning you'd walk, like listen to that visualization and actually in your mind's eye, picture that happening. And the reason it, it works for athletes. It's scientifically proven that visualization works. And so why can't it work for moms? The answer is it absolutely does. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. And so, I mean, you could do something even as much as doing a voice note on your phone to listen to in the morning, if you, you know, wanted to script out your day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key, the key is, is to start recognizing when you're triggered, what triggers you, what thoughts are going through your mind as you're being triggered, recognize what those are so that we can, that's like step number one is just acknowledging and work, like recognizing that moment right before you're triggered and what it was about that moment that triggered you. So then you can like start visualizing that same moment, but staying calm and cool. I love that. Yeah. You could start breaking down, um, you know, for me, it's a lot of times of, again, becoming aware of like, oh, this is coming up for me. I'm feeling triggered and then exploring that. Why am I feeling triggered? What just happened? What's exactly up for me? Okay. I'm feeling that way about it. You know, my kid maybe, I don't know, yelled at me that he hates me. And so now it's coming up that, oh, my child, you know, I'm on yeah, what have I done? or yeah, like, yep what's coming up for me. Okay. Let's really look at that. So I love that. I really like to, yeah. at the end of the day, journal your wins because we, we don't celebrate them enough. Like you said, we are too busy looking at what we did wrong, what we exactly should have done more of what we, you know, could have done better, which I think it's good to reflect on what we, you know, could have done differently, but in a loving manner, you know, showing your, yeah, absolutely. And celebrating what you did do right, you know, like I didn't yep. flip my lid, you know, I, mean, I did flip my lid, but I didn't flip my lid the other three times <laughs> right. before I exactly. finally did. So like, yeah, anything you could celebrate any wins like that. I love yep. it. I really, really love it. Um, so I want to know, um, you, you work with moms, mostly one-on-one. Do you have any mm-hmm. other ways in which you, any group programs or So I, you know, business speaking, I I do one-on-ones, but I have tons of information and really like I do Facebook lives weekly. I do webinars and all sorts of fun stuff that's for free. And that's all over on my Facebook page. I do a ton of content over there. And, you know, I created that page because it's, you know, I really see it as a judgment-free zone. 
like I said before, we are all struggling. There's even the perfect Pinterest mom has difficult days. And I think I want my page, my, or it's my group. I want my Facebook group to be a place where we can be honest with each other about the difficulties and I can share ideas with you. And um, so, yeah, that's where a lot of information is. I love that. So then within your group, it's just a community that you would say you can just be free to share whatever, whatever going on with you. I love that. Yeah. Private group. So anybody can share whatever they want. And it's, yeah, it's called mother like a champion. And um, if you just search for that, you could, um, any moms can join and yeah. Perfect. I'll make sure that we link that up um, in show notes so that they will be able to go straight to that group. If you want to join, I highly encourage you. I'm going to go check it out as well. Um, Do you have any other social media that we would be able to follow you on? I do have Instagram. It's called mother like a champion as well. And I, it's not as frequented as my Facebook is, but I do put up some reminders up there and I actually did just start a podcast. I'm going to put out my third episode um, this evening. So I'm excited, like literally just started my, my podcast. So it's also called surprise, surprise, mother, like a champion. (laughs) And what are you talking? Like, do you have a focus on there? You know, I, I, what I like to do is kind of both on my group and in my podcast, I like to talk about like how things that athletes do. Like, so when I was a luge athlete, when I was training are similar to what parents can do and using those skills. So I have like every week I try to talk about like a skill an athlete uses and a parent can use and how as a parent you can use it and why you would want to use it. Um, last knee, last week I talked about keeping your composure and why being like as an athlete being keeping your composure when times get tough or you don't have a great, um, result is so important and why keeping your composure as a mom is so important for our kids so that they know they're safe and they, you know, they're fight. Like if we don't keep our composure, their fight or flight is, is stimulated and they start to freak out. Right. So it's so important that we keep it together for our kids. So that's the kind of thing we talk about over there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And then it just made me think too, like we could be incorporating who we are and um, the tools that we use in other areas of our life, like our career or work to bring that, to adapt it into the family. It's so funny. I was actually thinking of my husband. He um, works for a school district. So he, um, you know, interacts with other children and stuff. And he often says, he's like, I don't know that I could teach like right now that we're on quarantine. He's like, I can't teach my own children. He goes, but I would, you know, but I could teach all these other children. And I'm just like, it's really, it's just funny. So, um, like, you know, pulling those, but he's able to still to pull those skills over to his parenting. And, you know, we're not perfect again, but it was just a funny it's just a funny thing he says. He goes, I could teach other people's kids, but my own. He's like, they drive me nuts. <laughs> it's tough. I know. It's the same um, like coaching. I, I coached my daughter's soccer team. I'm not, I'm not a big soccer player, but I, you know, when she was seven, maybe I coached her team and I could get the other kids to listen to me, but she would not give me the time of day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. 
So I just have to thank you so, so much for being on with us today, Brenna. Um, before we close out, was there anything that we didn't talk about or just kind of a closing message that you wanted to leave for the listeners? I don't think, I think you covered everything, but I just wanted to say once again, thank you so much. And also to moms out there who are struggling, we're in this together. Like, let's not fight, uh, you know, like the judgment, the constant feeling of judgment and us comparing ourselves. It's just not worth the energy. Let's put our energy into ourselves and our families and being friendly. And, um, you know, you're not out there alone and, uh, we're all in this together, I think would be my message. Thank you so much, Brenna. That was great. So again, thank you for giving your time for being here today. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.